0: Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know her, you love her, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the HBO hit Succession. People have wanted us to talk about this show. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Johnny. How are you, honey?
0: I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, well, uh, it was good. Yeah. Merrick yeah. and Sarah were here. Mm-hmm. Sarah is Merrick's girlfriend. Yeah, And Merrick is your brother. And, That's right. um, yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a good meal and, uh, we had a lot of laughs. I don't know what we laughed about, but we did laugh. <laughs> good, And, uh, And then we had pie, and then everybody went home.
0: What kind of pie did you have?
1: Sarah brings the pies every year. We had, I like pumpkin because I enjoy pumpkin pie for breakfast.
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) That is my favorite after Thanksgiving thing pumpkin pie for breakfast. And she bought an apple crumb pie, also, that uh, daddy said was delicious and crazy good.
0: You didn't have any of the apple pie, though?
1: I didn't have any because I was, uh, you know, I was being a purist. And and also, um, I have to say that I equally enjoy the ready whip on top.
0: <laughs> ready whip, huh? Not Now, that's whipped cream, right? Not cool that whip. That is. Okay. I yeah. can't.
1: Nope. Whip gives me horrible gas. I've only had it twice in my life, and that's how bad it was, that it wasn't even tempting ever again.
0: <laughs> you just had to make sure, though, huh? Second yes. Time.
1: Yes. Well, you know, it could have been whatever I ate it on, so. Yeah. But it does taste like a big whipped <laughs> bowl of chemicals, though. So yeah, I don't you- like
0: it at all, but... <laughs> It seems like uh, do they? I mean, I guess they still sell it, but it seems—I um, don't know—it seems like very mid-century suburban type of uh, food.
1: Well, when it came out, people didn't even know what the hell to do with it. A, a, a friend <sighs> at school got it, and I said to her, "Well, how do you how do you eat it? What do you?" She said, "Oh, we just uh, we we scoop up." a a serving of it on our popsicles.
0: (laughs) Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So uh, then they quickly, I'm sure, came up with a bunch of recipes for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we also had pies at our Thanksgiving. Uh, Anna's father uh, was in town and he loves to bake a pie.
1: Yeah, he's Um, famous for that.
0: Anna texted me a couple of days before Thanksgiving and uh, after her father had arrived and said, "What kind of pie do you want?" Um and I just said lemon meringue. I didn't really think mm. about it. These are the type of things where my goal is just to make the decision, especially cuz Anna comes from a family of ditherers. I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to get myself in trouble for oh 2 weeks my in a God. row, but
1: Was, I know wasn't last week enough for you? <laughs>
0: but it's true they dither over everything so when Anna asked me a question like that i just make a decision um so lemon meringue was the first pie that popped into my head what i didn't consider is um the kids didn't like the lemon meringue but they, oh. they like, i like the white part not the yellow part they both yeah. <laughs> said right <laughs> um <laughs> and you know well, leo, it's not
1: leo came back Leo snuck a little taste and came into the living room. Do you remember when we were talking? And he said, what do you have in your mouth? What Did you eat pie? And he said, yes, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. So it doesn't count. That's right. I forgot about that. But he felt he should be absolved of his crime because right. uh, crime didn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we still have like three quarters of a lemon meringue pie in the refrigerator because uh, even though it was good, it's not a pie you can really pound, you know, because the lemon is quite tart. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I feel a little bad about that, but I also am proud of myself for making the decision because we'd still be deciding what kind of pie to have um, if I hadn't.
1: Yeah, I know. I remember one time when you were still in... Well, you might have even been in the city, but I'm going to say Brooklyn. And Anna was hungry and we were at a four corners of choices. There was choices on every corner and <laughs> and I finally just said I'm going to go in and get a slice of pizza and you guys eventually came in afterwards and
2: yeah. I don't
0: It's the her family is the whatever you want clan you know except that everybody says that so they just keep passing the <laughs> passing the buck you know <laughs> which is why she texted me because she knew i would just decide
1: uh, but i then i wondered do they miss out though on what they really want who i ca- mean would- <laughs>
0: what <cares? laughs> who cares if you've been through enough of these endless conversations you just it's just a relief to have it be over <laughs> um <laughs> anyway the lemon meringue pie was great he also makes an apple pie that is top notch
1: i've heard it's out yeah, in this world super... but he also made fruit cake which i love oh you do yes
0: oh i didn't know that uh, anna has taken a liking to it as well he left a slice yes. of it and i was cleaning up the kitchen the other day and i held it up this sad, dark brown lump in a wad of aluminum foil. I oh, it's
2: said, delicious. do you want me to
0: toss this? She said, no, no, I think I'll nibble at it. Well, it's gone now. She said last yeah. night, I, she said, uh, I guess I'm old now because I really like fruitcake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny because uh, it's very difficult to get a good one. It's very, yeah, you know, almost
0: what? impossible in my well, experience. It's,
1: it's impossible, uh, maybe. But, you know, the thing is, if you've had a fruit cake that's made with, uh, you know, plumped up uh, dried apricots and those delicious uh-huh. uh, dates and mm. the cherries and not, uh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want American- to. But you don't want it, really. It's all boozy and.
0: (laughs) What about Merrick?
1: Merrick has gone traditionally to this bakery in Boston that makes uh, like a butter cookie with a cherry on top that I like very much. And in trying to be to bring something special for me for Thanksgiving, Sarah went to this bakery and they didn't have any of them.
2: Oh, and she said supply chain.
1: Yeah, yep. The woman kept saying to her, these are just the same thing. These are just the same thing. It's just with sprinkles. And Sarah said she just couldn't get her to understand that it was really all about the cherry. Which
2: Oh,
0: it's the same thing except no cherry? Of course it's all about the cherry. I've had uh, those cookies. You know, I don't like cherries, but I've had those cookies. The cookie is nothing.
1: Right. Right. It's all about the cherry. Right. (laughs) So...
0: Well, um we had a great Thanksgiving meal. A tip of the cap to my lovely wife. I'm saying that because I'm going to tell another embarrassing story. But so <laughs> we had a we, we had a chicken. <laughs> Instead of a turkey, because (laughs) it's just two little kids and me, and as a vegetarian, and her dad uh, was there too. But, you know, not a big enough uh, appetite for a turkey. For a whole turkey, right. um, As I think I said on last week's podcast, uh, at some point a lasagna was suggested, and I just, um, that was too sad for me. So Listen to me.
1: Listen to me. I have to tell you, the day after Thanksgiving, I had an ad pop up on my Facebook feed from Stouffer's that says, (sighs) I'm not kidding you, I tried to send this to you, it says, fa la 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 -la lasagna.
0: (laughs) Well, a Stouffer's lasagna is something different. Ooh, boy. That's good. That's a good one to have in reserve for um, that week after Christmas, I want to say. Okay. All right. Well,
1: then... Look forward to gift wrap, uh, unwrapping this. Then, because
0: oh, you're going to send me a Stopher's frozen lasagna for Christmas, okay?
1: No, I'm gonna send you the sweatshirt.
0: Oh. oh, it's a sweatshirt that said. Oh, it's this? a
1: sweatshirt. Yes, I'm sorry, you didn't yes, mention that a... part. I know, I know, I really blew it. It's a sweatshirt,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Are you Googling it right now? No,
0: do you want me to look it up? Okay.
1: Yeah, look
0: it up. Oh, boy, it comes right up. Fa-la-la-la-la-lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's made yeah. up to be like an ugly Christmas sweater. I yes. see. Yes. Um, no, I do not <laughs> want this, but I'm charmed I, that it exists.
1: I know. I didn't buy it because you know why? it's not only horrible it's like made out of
0: yeah i can see soda what it's made out of. yeah yeah if
1: it was if it was cotton it would be okay
0: it, you it know. says soft cotton feel on the feel uh, yes on the page Cause they, though
1: because they beat those soda bottles right into <laughs> submission <laughs> behave yourselves
0: yeah feel like cotton damn you
1: yeah yeah okay. uh
0: Okay, that makes much so, makes much more sense. But do not send me that uh,
1: no I sweatshirt will
0: not. now. Where were we? Was I telling I'm a gonna, story?
1: I'm, uh. I'm going to send you the apple core instead. Yeah. <laughs> there's yes.
0: A, there's a callback. Um, so anyway, Anna cooked a chicken. Anna didn't really cook it, but she was she was moving it around <laughs> in the oven, and I just. I'm sitting on the floor playing with the kids on the other side of the kitchen counter. Um, You know, our kitchen opens right into the living room. Right. And I just hear this, kabang! And then I just hear Anna say, oh, oh, what do we do? What do we do? It was one of those moments where, like, my first instinct was to get up. But my immediate instinct after that was to just stay put and let whatever was unfolding Unfold without me. Oh, God. Because. You're not. Go ahead. I wanted to still be able to eat the meal. I didn't want to know. But so the chicken fell onto the bottom of the oven. And in short order, the house was just filling with grease smoke. Um, So, like, I had to throw the kids in their jackets and get them outside. Oh, God. It was just a, a haze of smoke in there. Um, we got all the windows open and the vents going. and um, But the chicken was was delicious. Now, I don't know what they did to save it. And this is just the thing. I didn't want to know. Like, yeah. Right? Because yeah. I was hungry. And I wanted to eat the food that was going to come out of that disaster. And I did. And it was great. Yes. And we had a little memory to go with it. My That's contribution right. to uh, Thanksgiving was getting the... Um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade on the TV. I had to sign up for Peacock to do that. Good.
1: Oh, lord. Come on. What a
0: pain in the ass.
1: What a really? pain in the ass.
0: It wouldn't accept my credit card. Oh, this is you you got this wrong. You, you consult with this billing and go to this page. I just tried again and again. Finally the third time they just took my money. The third time they were just like, "You know what? Actually, we will take your 9.95 a month." Oh, and go right lord. ahead.
1: Oh, lord. Why – what parade is on your TV?
0: Well, we don't have um, live TV in the living room anymore. Only in the basement um, do I have – I mean, we basically have satellite TV for football. Like – I pay gotcha. like a thousand dollars a year right, right. for the satellite TV that we watch. <laughs> I watch almost exclusively for football. Um, everything else, you know, we can watch over streaming. You know, everything that's on the networks is on Hulu or whatever. Um, oh, so yeah, I had to stream the Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade, but and what a dud that was, huh? huh. Did you well, you watched it right?
1: Yes, it was. To me, it's it's. It's pathetic in that, well, (laughs) you know, it makes me feel very old, one, that I don't know any of these singers. I don't know who they are. I've never even heard of them in passing. I mean, not one of them had an arrest record that I could have read about or that, you know, it was just pure... Innocent little baby musicians, and I didn't know any of them. And every float was an advertisement.
2: <laughs> well, you know? yeah.
1: It was the Dow Chemical Snoopy float. <laughs> and it's like,
0: ah! it. I feel sorry. My attention was mostly on the people out front of Macy's, who I think they must get there on the day, they have VIP tickets yes. to sit there, right? Oh, oh, You know, yes. and it's just yes. like, oh, wow, we've got the bed bag- right outside of Macy's for the Macy's parade. And then they have to spend the whole time looking at everybody's butt because they shoot everything toward <laughs> Macy's <laughs> with Macy's right. in the background, right? So all yes. the day, everybody is performing with their backs to these people who oh, seemingly have funny. the best seats in the house. But uh, yeah. just look at a bunch of shiny butts all All afternoon. So I felt a little bad for them. uh, I mean, I guess I didn't feel bad for them, but I just was like, I never, I would never do that.
1: (laughs) No. And to me, you know, it's freezing cold. Yep. And that just looks like COVID mania to me. That's. (laughs) (laughs) what my glasses are made of covid lenses and everything seems like oh my god look at the people it's just it's too much it's look how close they are Uh, oh she doesn't have a mask on and so that's my new uh that's how i see things now
0: yeah it's it's true as long (laughs) as they're outside though i think
1: people oh you think that's okay i
0: think outside really is i think it's hard to catch outside but what do I know? Nobody knows anything. We got this new Omicron, we got a shiny new variant to worry about. Good god.
1: <sighs> Ridiculous. Uh and you know, why don't why don't why aren't we starting at the beginning of the alphabet for all the variations of this?
0: <laughs> they did. They did. There was an Alpha and a Beta. It's just nobody cared about them.
1: Well, it was all I COVID
0: still... then, but then we got more refined in our COVID craziness and now we have names for everything.
1: Well, what is Omni? What does that mean?
0: Omicron.
1: Omicron. Omicron. Is...
0: Uh, it doesn't. Well, it's just a letter. It's a Greek letter.
1: Well, again, how, at least could we at least have the order of going alphabetically? That's all. That's all I'm throwing in that in the ring. Well, they be. skipped
0: a couple um, because yeah. they would have been confusing. <laughs> oh. Um, One of the letters, like the next letter, it, was new. N U. Um. And that's going to get confusing with people talking about the new variant or the new, <clears throat> so that would have been a mess. And then the next letter was Kai X-I, which is um, a common surname, She, uh, including the, you know, head of China, oh. right? Um, so they decided to skip those two, and they went to Omicron, but they are going in alphabetical order.
1: Well maybe every country should just name it their own thing and then we would know who to blame for a different variant.
0: Well that's the, that's exactly what they're trying to avoid with these greek letters cuz and yeah. you saw how this came out like everybody's says oh this this south african variant. Oh yeah. all those africans. Oh they're just the I ones know. who found it first. Now they're in europe and they're saying oh actually it was in europe you know yes. a couple of weeks ago. Whoops. Right everybody was just like blame africa damn you africa and really? then oh, uh, uh, hold that thought
1: but that that second part is a little quieter than the first <laughs> it outreach.
0: is a little quieter because you know what we should really be thanking south africa for being so on the ball to have caught this new variant you know because mm-hmm. they were like uh oh <laughs> here's some trouble and everybody yeah. shot shot the messenger so <laughs> we've learned nothing through this whole <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yes. absolutely nothing. Um, <clears throat> somebody put up a, somebody in the next town put up a message today that she had taken her mother to the hospital in Concord to have a hip replacement surgery done, uh, which, you know, is a pretty, pretty close to getting your appendix out any anymore. Um, but she got there and just as they were going to put her, uh, drip in her, you know, her arm. Mm-hmm. They sent her home because there's no beds. Oh, man. And, you know, we've been hearing this. We've been hearing this. Um, and then there was this, this rant on Facebook this morning. And I think,
2: yeah,
1: where, where have you been? Have you not been, have you not seen? the news where there's you know six percent of beds available four percent well you know what do you think that number is in a, in a in a town yeah. like concord yeah um, that's right which, not which not is a not,
0: megalopolis
1: right right which is not new york city it's concord you know i don't know how many beds they have available but Your your today is not your day now i think it's ridiculous that they don't know before she shows up but yeah i don't know i don't know how that system works or doesn't work you know it's when it's personal people are outraged that's right it's not
0: real till it's happened till it happens to you till you yeah
1: and uh i don't know if that's a an age thing i don't know
0: yeah i think it's it's human nature to some degree um I think some people are more conscientious than others, but I think we also um, underestimate the things that we personally ignore because they're not part of our lives, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, Daddy and I, being of the age that we are, it's a concern of ours that, that, you know, something else would happen. You know, we would slip on the ice and need to have our legs set or some, yeah, you know, I yeah, don't,
0: that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. You want that hospital to be there for you.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I want them to open the door and say, come on right yeah. in.
0: <laughs> All right, mom. It says here, we want to talk about a trip to the hairdresser. Tell me.
1: Just very quickly, because I do want to talk about the oral surgeon, but, um, my hairdresser, I called the other day to get an appointment and she said, Oh, Oh, can you wait? I'm going to be gone for a week. And she always was talking about money, money, money. So I was very surprised that at this time of year, she's taking a week off, but she said, I'm going to Paris. And I said, Oh, you know, lucky you Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And then she said, can you come in on this day at eight 45? And I said, yep, that works for me. And she said, you'll be my first customer after coming back from, from Paris. (laughs) Oh, great. And I said, speaking of
0: variants.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, thanks a lot. Blah, blah, blah. And I hung up and I immediately, almost immediately started crying because I said to daddy, I don't want to go now. I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't blame you.
1: I. I don't want to be the first. I just, you know, I, what should I do? Am I being foolish? Should I cancel? Should I go? Should, What's wrong with me? Why can't I? It just threw me right into a tiz.
0: It's so, so do you still have this appointment on the books?
1: Uh, I do. And I, but I am leaning towards canceling it because I would like her to not make me sick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She,
1: should there be the possibility? But am I overreacting? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, am I overreacting? I don't know. You could put that on a flag of if, you know, <laughs> if the COVID era had a flag, that would be the slogan emblazoned across it. Like, yeah, who knows? You feel like you're being paranoid because who? But I totally understand. And that would have been my first thought, too. I would have I would have changed it right then and there.
1: Well, I didn't know when she was coming back, and it was only like a throwaway that she said, you'll be my first customer when I get back. <sighs> it was like that and goodbye. It, so it was, yeah. you know, it was that. It was like getting hit with a bullet and taking a while to fall to the floor.
0: Um. Yeah, change that appointment.
1: Okay. <clears throat> All right. I feel better about that, having your input and dad's input. So. Yeah. Good. Okay. Now the other thing is mm-hmm. this morning I was drinking my tea and all of a sudden just like what happened 2 weeks ago there's something extra in my mouth and the screw has come out of my implant. Oh god. Again. This is the this will be the second time I'm going back.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, how many it feels <clears throat> like on I've said this before but it feels like on every podcast we have a dentist visit story.
1: I know, and now I have to go, but I have to, I have to go half an hour away and, and have it screwed in because the girl that I talked to at my dentist's office thinks I need a whole appointment for it. I need three minutes, just get that special tool out and screw this baby in and I'll be on my way. Uh, so now I have to travel to the oral surgeon to have this screwed in again. But the last time I went, I don't know if I told you this, the last time I went just to have this screwed in again, he came in the room and he said, oh, it's you. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, what does that mean? Does it mean like, oh my God, I'm so very unhappy to see you again. That's
0: what it sounds like.
1: Well, you know, it makes me want to just try and screw this baby back in myself.
0: Well, in fairness, you do boast about the fact that on practically every time you go to the uh, dentist, you tell them how much you hate being there and hate them.
1: Well, that's the dentist. This is the oral surgeon. <laughs> oh, really? Where you don't I, I
0: harass am... the oral surgeons?
1: Well, he seems to think I am, but I don't. I'm just very nice. <laughs> And and he says things to me like, "Oh, I see that smirk behind your mask," and I've been just perfectly me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, smirking.
1: I wasn't. I'm not smirking. Uh, This man terrifies me. I'm. I really would like him to like me, and I don't. I. uh, Oh, it's you. It's like what the hell.
0: I think maybe at the local dentist uh, drinking nights, they've been spreading the word about you. Watch out for this Bonnie Tatey. Well, she hates the dentist and oral right. surgeons, they add.
1: Right. And everybody hates the dentist, though. <laughs> I mean, I like him as a person, but I don't like him as a dentist. And listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, I think like Elaine on Seinfeld when she went to the doctor and they, and they had something written on her chart. I think there's something on my chart that got passed to the oral surgeon. <laughs>
0: Elaine was identified as a problem patient. That's right. Yes. And she couldn't get medical care. <laughs> so you think? You think there's something there? Very, may very well be.
1: Well, I wonder if I can ask.
0: <sighs> you remember what happened to Elaine when she asked to see her chart? They wrote yeah. something else on her chart. So now be I careful. Know.
1: I don't know how to handle this. I'm just going to go in like a regular person and which I am. And maybe it'll go better this time. I don't know. Tell I've them always... to listen
0: to your podcast and get to no. know you.
1: <laughs> no, I, I really, uh, I, I don't tell people cause I'm afraid. What would I talk about if everybody I spoke to listened?
0: I know. That's a problem I have. Anna listens to the podcast first thing. (laughs) I know know it's going to be a chilly night the night a podcast comes out.
1: (laughs) She's so sweet. She would never.
0: No, she wouldn't. She's a very good sport. She Uh, is a
1: very good sport.
0: Yeah. I love her to pieces. Uh, Should we talk about uh, another loving family?
1: Well, which one? Not the one I
0: reviewed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Succession family. Hugs and kisses. Uh, Ready? Yes. This week, Mom and I are reviewing, by listener request, Succession. Now in its third season, HBO's Succession chronicles the life of the Roys, a powerful media family ensconced in a dizzying world of public scandal and private machinations as they all jockey for control of the family empire. Brian Cox plays Logan Roy, the father who built Waystar into a global juggernaut, with ATN, a Fox News-type network, as a centerpiece. Among the children hoping to succeed Logan are Kendall, Shaban, known as Shiv, and Roman, played by Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, and Kieran Culkin, respectively. All of them with their own bread basket of neuroses and a driving fear that they won't have a seat at the table of power when the music stops. Here's a clip from the recent episode, Too Much Birthday, in which Logan is offended when the CEO of a company he wants to acquire fails to show up in person for a meeting.
2: It's off. Tell these kids to fuck off. Meeting canceled. <laughs> okay, well what's the downside dad you know meet these guys could read petulant not to if he wants to send a nobody well his cfo and a whole team of uh people he's going to this fucking party isn't he huh where is he getting his nails done asshole whitened i think we might have to court him a little is the yeah. thing no 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 it's bad fucking juju to start like this can we not at least talk to the no. nobodies a little no We have other options. Do we, though? This could be our last chance to avoid the legacy media graveyard. Frank's reached out to Nan about Uh, Pierce. What? Seriously? We're going after Pierce. Again. It's exciting. Okay, that's it. Everyone back to work. The deal makes sense. It's a great deal. But he won't make the deal because he's an arrogant prick. Fine. Madsen's an asshole. Fucking, of course he is. But do we burn our only parachute because of that? It's just smart business, Shiv. I don't want to pay over the odds, and eventually the market will make him make the deal. Unless someone makes a better offer first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dad, this is it. We have a scale issue. Our streaming platform is for shit, and and th- we have nothing that looks like growth. This gets us consequentially into streaming. It gets us into sports betting. It gets us into social media. We have a little window. We miss this, and we end up being a pilot fish nibbling leftovers from Bezos's fucking teeth. Kerry, what was it that thing you said about Matson? I think he's a genius. He's made one good piece of tech. Oh, fuck him. Oh, we appreciate your input, Kerry, but fuck him is not good tactics. It is good tactics.
0: Succession is available on HBO. Mom, does this show succeed or fail?
2: Can
1: we have the room?
0: <laughs> oh, you got that Succession energy going. Now, I should say that um, we I watched the first episode, or most of it at least, and I just wasn't that interested when Succession first came out. But everybody keeps talking about it. We've had listeners ask us to review it. So I did something that I don't love to do, but it's the only way for me to do it in a timely fashion. Um, Actually, I do love to do this. I just don't like the flack I catch for it (laughs) sometime. I just started in. Um, Anna's been watching it, so I just picked it up because I think that that's how TV works. You can just pick it up. We watched the episodes What It Takes and Too Much Birthday, which are the two most recent episodes as we record this podcast. Go, Mom.
1: Yeah. Uh I watched episodes one, two, three, four. Uh so I did not see oh. I think too much birthday. But I, I don't oh. think that matters.
0: <laughs> you know, I wish you would watch the episodes that I ask you to watch.
1: I tr- I did. I you said to watch the most recent ones and we didn't see that there was a fifth one. What night is this on?
0: Sunday, I believe. I don't know. We watch it on the streaming thing, but I think Sundays. It as is.
1: do we so we didn't see that there was um, so that that is my fault but i i think i i get the i yeah, i've of watched more, more episodes than you anyway yeah. so there <laughs> uh, and we will go back and start at the beginning you i will. think so okay. that i think so so that we actually know i don't love this show okay i don't i don't love the show i'm looking for i'm not even looking for a hero I'm mm-hmm. looking for somebody that I could stand to be in the same room with. As I find these people just uh, very <laughs> despicable and uh, really out of touch with reality, and you think and and feelingless. I mean, to <laughs> to use the word family with these people is really. Um, an injustice, I
0: think. Well, they're not very familial, but I think they're emotional. Boy, I think they get a lot of emotions. Um, and they have to spill out in all of these um, twisted, repressed ways. Uh, I love it. I, I'll say all that right. right up top. Um, okay. I was not impressed with the first episode, Um You know, and it wasn't like, I hate this. I'm never going to watch it. It just didn't capture my interest, you know? But um, clearly it's had time to develop, and uh, I really enjoy it. I think that the performances are excellent. I think that the characters are indeed full of human emotion, but in this crucible um, of public attention (coughs) and um, a private world dominated by um, the ego of their dad... Um, I really enjoy watching them struggle, and I think that the performances are um, amazingly human to me. Really? Yeah.
1: Because I feel like I'm just watching a barrel of rats eating uh, <laughs> anything. <laughs> that that's... too.
0: That too. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I am left feeling with it. They're just willing to, any any one of them, maybe maybe whatever gets thrown into their little... Cage is it doesn't appeal to all of them, but somebody will eat it, whatever it is, (laughs) and that's what I feel like. Good. Um, I don't know, uh, I don't know how these people, um, formed, uh, were formed, uh, mentally because I we haven't uh watched, uh, and we watched from the beginning, so I don't know if the mother was uh present. But apparently she had little input into these very unlikable people.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all creatures of their father one way or another. And I think that the emotional backstory is told in the opening titles when you have all of these um, supposed um, home movies of the family growing up, and yeah. so many of the movies depict their dad walking away, right? Yes. And so you have not only the dad walking away, but you have through the camera this gaze of the child, just walking, he's always fading into the distance, and you can feel the desire for them to be close to him in a way that they never can be. Like, I think that's, you know, they tee that up in the intro, and that is the emotional nut at the center of everything that happens on this show.
1: Yeah. But also, I have to tell you, in a way, it's a little bizarre to me that nobody – well, now, of course, um, Kendall is doing this, but that nobody has said – this is enough for me. I really, I need to go home and get a shower and get a new life. This is, this is just not working for me. Well, there's no, there's no relief. There's no, no, there's no moment of, Oh, I'm I'm going to take my children to, I don't know, you know, the park and, and, uh, but there's, uh, there's no relief from this ugly backbiting uh nobody to trust family
0: um no of course there's no relief uh and what you know what life would kieran culkin's character uh build for himself for instance um in an episode uh, in the too much birthday episode that i just watched um uh, it's kendall's 40th birthday he's like the sad sack one that has um It basically estranged himself from the family business, uh, right? Yeah. Um, It's his 40th birthday, and um, his siblings, uh, Shiv and Roman, show up. um, And he's delighted that they're there because he thinks that they're there for him. And then it turns out that they're only there to meet with someone um, whose company they're looking to uh, acquire. Uh, they're mainly mainly there for business reasons, right? And so they get into um, an argument near the end, and um, Kendall says to Roman, um, "You are not a real person. You are not a real person." And um, the argument largely ends there, except that as Kendall's walking away, Roman, who's this joke? He's always cracking a joke, right? Always sarcastic, you know, sneering yeah. at all of it. This is how he creates distance from the um, black toxicity at the that exists at the center of his life uh, by making jokes about it constantly. Um, and Roman shoves Kendall to the ground. After this, Um, and it's such a mortifying moment that he can't, you know, he tries to pass it off as a joke, but he can't at that point. Everybody is so horrified by it. Um, The the mask falls from him um, for a moment, and uh, it was one of those moments where it was written with such economy and truth. I love moments uh, in a show like this where you think, why? Why did that happen? Uh, and then you can sort of find your way to an answer. Like, why was mm. You Are Not a Real Person such um, an insult to right. Roman that it caused him to break, uh, to lose his composure? Because um, it's such a strange insult. But clearly, Kendall and Roman both knew that this cut him to the quick. Yeah. Um, now, that's one little exchange that now informs so much of everything else that we see. And this is, to me, how, you know, not with the brilliant economy and elegance of a script, but life happens through these revealing moments. And right. um, I think that Succession really has a knack for advancing its emotional drama through um, moments that first make you say, whoa, what happened there? And then if you when you think about it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. It makes sense that this person would behave that way. That yeah. to me is a well-imagined cast of characters and fictional universe. Uh, so I love it. You like it enough right. that you're going to go back.
1: We're going to go back and and watch all of it. Um, I would like to know where their their bottomless pit of hope comes from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious.
0: Yeah. Why did they stick around? You want to know?
1: Why? And why do? Why would they even slightly trust each other when they time and time again reveal themselves to be self-serving time and time and time again? Why would you ever, ha- you know, that would take somebody very naive to be that hopeful and yet. You would have to be hopeful to try and change the situation, you know, come with me, be on my side. And then and then the old man just comes in and throws the the playing board all up in the air. And
0: (laughs) again and again, Um, uh, in fact, it happens in the clip that I played um, earlier in the episode you haven't seen. Okay, I would not characterize these uh, people as having hope. I would characterize them as having ambition, and even more so, as I said in the intro, as having fear. That's what drives them. And I think it's the fear of they have no identity without um, this empire, uh, as Kendall is discovering. He, He's—you know, this birthday episode, he as you will get to, is— An episode that reveals in one way after another how hollow his life is. Not that this has been such a mystery to this point, but this episode really brings it to a head. His life is so hollow, there's really no him. This insult that he levels at Roman just as well could be leveled at himself. Like, you're not a real person. And I think they don't know who they are without Waystar, without this empire, and that's the Mm. fear that drives them.
1: Well, and that's the, that's the worst part of it, though. Your job is really not your life.
0: Well, uh, the two are inextricable for them. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a job. It is their life.
1: I mean, no one plays tennis. <laughs> they don't even go out to dinner. I mean, they just, it's just, uh, I don't.
0: Well, it doesn't make for the most exciting show to just show them going about their daily lives.
1: Well, there, I wish there was some place to take a breath, you know? Oh, that's that's nice. Or, uh, you know, something. But they just seem, they're they're so busy scheming, and it, it's almost like a cartoon, you know?
0: It is fast-paced, you're right. There's not a lot of relief in it.
1: No, um, there's no relief in it. Yeah. <laughs> and my God, they're jetting here, they're jetting there, they're, you know, uh, they're Ugh. But, Johnny, can I ask you this one thing? What was the big scandal?
0: Um, I, the big scandal was that they covered up um, like sexual assaults and other things that I believe that were happening on their cruise lines. Um, you oh. know, I haven't watched all these episodes, but I, no, for the I know. sake of the podcast, I did read um, through the plot summaries of the earlier seasons, and th- that's what the
1: scandal is. Okay. But why, why wasn't that just rectified? Hey, we see it. We're going to... We're uh, Why Why has it... Well, I'll find out. Well,
0: because it was a real bad thing, and it, um, it was covered well, up. Well, I realize. They think someone's head has got to uh, be lopped off for this, and they decide it's going to be Tom, uh, basically. You know, this happens before we join the series, but um, that's basically it.
1: Okay. Um, I do want to tell you, uh, because... This is something that Daddy and I wondered about quite a bit. But Nicholas Braun, uh, who plays mm-hmm. Cousin cousin Greg, was on yep. uh, Kelly and Ryan this morning. And he is huge. He's huge. <laughs> so Kendall always looks like um, a Lego person next to him. And... <laughs> That is because.
0: That's right. Nicholas Braun plays Greg, as you said. And I I never, I didn't really notice that because I see a lot of scenes of him with Tom, who seems also to be very tall. Um, But yeah, he's this, um, not as tall as Nicholas Braun is. uh, But uh, that's true. And the scenes he has with Kendall, Kendall looks so tiny. Yes. And I think they don't mind that effect, I don't think. Right? I they use that
1: well apparently because they you know they have uh, uh utilized that uh but uh you know we we have just commented how small kendall looks look how little he is look how little he is and then we saw uh greg his character on tv today and he was he was massive
0: Yeah, good call. I think that that effect, uh, like like I said, I think that they're perfectly happy with that effect because uh, he looks small because he feels small.
1: Well, it is interesting. It is interesting. Now, uh, one more question I have for you, mm. Connor, uh, the <laughs> third the third son. Uh, oh, he's the
0: firstborn, is, right?
1: Yeah, oh, I really, see what you
0: mean. The other son, yeah, yeah.
1: Is he really in this to? To win it? He doesn't seem to have... Yeah. No. Okay.
0: He does not. He's... um, No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he is as bereft of stable identity as the rest of them. Um, Yes. But I think he's found this vessel of a presidential campaign to, I mean, from our point of view, distract him, but from his point of view, to give him some purpose. Yeah. Um, but he's no, no, he's not as interested in the game of the of control of Waystar as the rest of them are.
1: And and also I find it very interesting that the father is I, I don't feel like he looks at any of these offspring like they have any attachment to him.
0: No. No. He that's the way he wants it.
1: Ugh. All right.
0: I mean, love he he would never offer that to his children everything comes with conditions conditions attached um his acceptance of them is entirely predicated on what they do for him yeah. so yeah there's no there's not going to be any uh, touchy feely love i mean the tenderest moment i've seen from him is um uh, actually I'm not because it discloses a plot point um that's okay. pretty late in the season I'm not going to get right. into it but uh, anyway he does not have any tender moments and okay. he he's using that to control his his kids of course
1: and my this is the last thing i wrote and this is a little inappropriate but um well it's probably very inappropriate but um <laughs> these powerful people uh don't seem to have any sex drive there doesn't you know, this, it's all consuming about the company, but they don't, you know, usually we see these people depicted as, I guess, more diverse in that it's also about having some, something on your arm and, you know, your ego would encompass that, that part. And there doesn't, there's none of that.
0: I think that Logan Roy is above that. He doesn't, um, I mean, he certainly has someone on his arm. Um, but I, it's more about power uh, for him than,
1: um... But I'm saying, what about his children? I mean, their, their life's certainly so one-dimensional, just devoted to the...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: You know, there's no desire to go off and have a, have a wonderful wife and husband and...
0: Oh, no, they could never go off because what's going to happen if, if they take their eye off the ball and go somewhere else for even a moment... They know that one of their other siblings or some other competitor for power is going to slip right into that vacuum.
1: Wow. Wow. Can you even imagine?
0: No, but I certainly enjoy watching it.
1: Well, I hope they have a Christmas episode because I really do enjoy a Christmas episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They might this year, yeah. (laughs) All right, Mom, what is your grade for HBO's Succession?
1: I'm going to give it a B because it left me it's still and I haven't seen it all but uh you know I have some questions about the character of these people okay so I'm gonna give it a B
0: okay um and I love it so don't come after me on Twitter <laughs> hey, I don't, I I don't need B. another dead lasso up in here
1: <laughs> oh my god don't even say that. <laughs>
0: okay ma do you have any recommendations this week
1: (laughs) oh i do i do have a recommendation uh it's a book by david sedaris
0: oh i haven't heard from him in a while
1: yeah i mean i think he's still out there writing but is this book is called carnival of snackery and it is actually supposedly excerpts from his diary
0: oh really you know, Except as any- we know, David Sedaris makes everything up. So who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows? But it's very interesting. He talks about his his uh, brothers and sisters. And um, it's a it's rather a light read, even though he covers some very heavy things. Uh, it, it does read like a diary in that it's just sort of sentences that would jog your memory. Um, you know, odd odd people that he meets at book signings and some of the stories they tell, that type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was an enjoyable read. It's not going to change your life, but it was a very enjoyable read.
0: Great. Carnival of Snackery from David Sedaris. Um, what did you think when he, uh, that was, I don't know, maybe a decade ago that there was that minor kerfuffle over the fact that Um, A lot of the stuff he had presented as, you know, true, at least as true as memoirs go, was actually made up.
1: Um, I think that's disappointing. I I don't think there's any less value to a book if you've um, drawn it from your mind as opposed to lived it.
0: Uh, Or made a mix, right? Which is what he was really doing. Um, you know, yeah. he was he drew from his experiences and then wove them a little bit. You know, I think of someone I don't know if people remember this guy, but um, Lewis Grizzard. Um, oh, yeah. Remember him? Uh, yeah. Columnist, uh, a bunch of books. I read a bunch of his books when I was a kid and just uh, ugh, sometimes would be in tears laughing. Yeah. Um, you know, he wrote about the rural south. Um, rural America, um, I could relate to that, you know, going out in the woods, I was never a hunter or anything like that, but it was a milieu that even though we're not from the South, I recognized, um, because it was all backwoods stuff. Um, and it was clearly real, you know, real life experiences that he spun up into amusing stories. Um, and there was never any mistake about that. And I always felt like if David Sedaris had just sort of positioned it a little better from the beginning, there wouldn't have yeah. been any of that. But also, he seems to be doing just fine, so I, uh, as well, he should be. So,
1: <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, I, I think we're all caught by surprise when something like that happens. You know, just as I have said to you about certain things, uh, maybe reality shows that we've watched, and you know, so you say, well, it's. You know, it's for T. It's made for TV. It's made for TV. It's made to entertain you. And, you know, I always am a little. uh, You know, a little surprised by that.
0: You mean when I revealed to you how fake something was and how they faked it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm more savvy now, but at the beginning of when we started to really talk about things, uh, I you know, I I television for me was something that always existed. It wasn't brand new like it was for my brother and sister.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so for me, you know, that's, that's the word, whatever's coming off that TV is real. (laughs) Yep. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's, it's taken me a long time to look at it with a jaundiced, you know, Like, for example, when you say to me, news is is made to uh, be controversial, you know, things like that, Mm -hmm. that news to me growing up was news. It wasn't an opinion. It didn't have a slant.
2: It was (laughs) just news.
1: And, and you have revealed to me that that is not true. So I look at that differently. Was that a good example?
0: Good. Wow. I am so proud of that example. And I hope I've had that effect on other people. Yes. That's you've just, speaking of cutting to the quick, you have just cut to the quick of a lot of my uh, work, my, a lot of my editorial work. Um, understand how you are being played yeah. by the media you uh, ingest. Oh, all right. I don't know how we got on that from David Sedaris, but thank you. That that certainly uh, puts a spring in my step for today.
1: Oh, nice! Uh,
0: "Carnival of Snackery" by David Sedaris is Mom's recommendation, and that'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about even more pop culture. Oh, what should we talk about though? I didn't I didn't plan anything. Any ideas,
1: Mom? <laughs> Something. Interesting. Something
0: interesting. So you have that to look forward to. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, remember, tell your friends. Word of mouth works. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you,
2: too.